0: Well, again, uh, we're going to, uh, this is the first thing of the year. Normally, we, we would go through book by book, of the Bible, and Galatians is our next book. Uh, but I believe the Lord felt differently with this particular service uh, today, especially with it being the first one. Um, so we're going to go in a little bit uh, of a different direction. Um, and the title of this message is, Today is the First Sunday of the Rest of Your Life. And uh, I think if we listen we will normally when I preach a sermon um, and I'm hearing the Lord and I'm trying to say, God, where is the church right now? Where do we need to be? And, and I really felt with this one um, that there's a little bit of all of us in all of these things, definitely in me. And so at the end, we're going to have a time. I'm going to zoom. This is a little bit of a shorter message. But the reason it's shorter is I wanted to make sure before we tear down and before we go that we actually have time for ministry, for prayer ministry. So I'm going to let you know what we're going to do. I'm going to share uh, the message. Um, And then after that, in this middle section here, we're going to have our prayer team standing. And then if there's any area that you need prayer in, I'm going to call out a few. Um, Maybe the Holy Spirit will bring some uh, to my knowledge later on. Um, But if that's you, listen, what a great way to start the year out right is wanting to get things right spiritually in our lives. Amen?
1: It's a great way to
0: do it. With the way that things are going on in the world and all the turmoil and people are, are, are looking for hope and looking for all of these different things, what a great way to start it than to do that. And for those of you online as well, you can certainly do that as well. Just simply click uh, the prayer button there, um, and we'll be able to pray with you online as well. Okay, so our main text, we're going to jump right in, is Ephesians 4.14. 14 through 17, so if you have your Bible apps, you can also follow me on the screen, um, which would be fine as well. Um, before we go there, though, I wanted to tell you that uh, uh, my wife and I were at Barnes and Noble, and uh, we were just walking, I, was, I think we were, I, we were looking at games or something uh, to buy, and so we walked by this section, and there was a book that said, it, the title was How to Be Happy. Now, I'm not going to slam on the author and say who the author is, uh, but I'm comfortable telling you the title because there are a million books with that title, How to Be Happy. And so the book was about this thick, and I am not exaggerating. It's this big, big book, and it had all sorts of things from nutrition to medications to uh, medita- meditating as well as medicating. Um, but it was just this big book of, of how to be happy, and then I kind of looked at all of the other books in this particular section, and they all kind of had that same theme of wanting to be happy. And I just thought, boy, uh, let's go to the scriptures because the scriptures talk a lot, especially when you hear the word in the Old Testament. I mean, in the New Testament, blessed, that generally is translated today in today's lingo, being happy. Being favorably happy, being a person under God's grace that's happy. So I want you to think about that the next time you read the scriptures and you see, blessed are those, or blessed is He, um, that you think about happiness, that true divine happiness that we have, especially as followers of Jesus. So Ephesians 4, 14 through 17, this is Paul talking to the church, this church in Turkey, in fact, the largest one, and he says, Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly, as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. With the Lord's authority, I say this. Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. <laughs> I mean, Boy, that's, some, that's gentleness right there. Um, their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of of impurity. But this, that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you've heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit, instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Folks, I almost, I asked the Lord, hey, do you want me to just read this and this will be the message? Because I think this is so powerful for us in 2022. I actually prayed and said, no, you got to work for a living today, James. So so I'm going to go on, but let's go ahead and pray and then we'll go on. Uh, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you uh, for the wonderful, beautiful, graceful, loving words you have. We also thank you for sometimes the hard words that you have for us, because we know all of them are rooted in love. So, Father, help us receive what you you want us to receive this morning. Um, That would be fruit that would remain uh, in us long after we leave this place. And also, Lord, through this message, I pray the Holy Spirit would just talk to us in this loving way, not in a convicting way. But that the Holy Spirit would open up and say, Listen, the Lord wants this abundant life for you. This is one of the first steps that you can make to go enjoy that life in 2022. Help us, Lord, die to ourselves. We ask you to help us get rid of the ego, all of us. Be submissive to you. Amen. Okay, um, so one of the first things I believe the Lord wants us to do, not only as a local church, but also as a global church that we can work on a little bit, is follow the leader. The Lord wants us to follow the leader in 2022. Now, there's this game called Simon Says. Um, If you know that game, raise your hand real quick. I didn't say Simon Says. See, you lost already. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, so you know the game. You say Simon Says, and and you you have to wait for them. What I love about the game is it does teach children um, how to listen, and that's something that I, I think we need to be better at as people. Think about this last year, and just look at the world. How many things the world has been reaching out for for hope? right you watch TV and now you'll see as a matter of fact they have where there used to be commercials there this this calm scenery that I'll put on for about 20 or 30 seconds um, to have us um, if you look online and social media there are all of these graphs that the look that the world is desperately seeking this peace and this hope during these these turbulent times and so We need to make sure that we know that we follow the leader. And I'm going to go back to verse 14 here that we just went over. It says, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. I used to be a marketing director uh, for a nonprofit organization. And so I had to work very closely with understanding algorithms and these programs that Facebook and TikTok and Twitter, you know, they spend millions of dollars, millions of dollars on not only programming these social media platforms, but also they spend this money on psychologists to understand what's the best way to get people to click and to scroll. Actual psychologists are there at Google in California, and they want to do whatever they can to get us. Uh, to do that. Why? Because they want to try to persuade us very often how to think. Or if we're entrusted in, in, in with and we're encrusted in a, a specific type of thinking, they want to make sure we continue to think that way by putting things in front of us that will agree with our thoughts. Because the more we see that people agree with us, the more we're going to scroll and the more we're going to like, right? So if you've ever wondered, boy, I was just sitting Melody a text the other day about keyboards, and lo and behold, these keyboards start appearing on my Facebook feed, right? Um, These new keyboards. That's why. They spend a lot of money. Um, But here's the crazy part. Not only sometimes they want to try to figure out how we think, and they want to understand that so they can persuade us, Um, but they understand something that sometimes we forget as Christians. The power of our thinking, how we think, is how we live. I'd like us to say that together. How we think is how we live. If you have an amazing, amazing thought of God and you see God, you understand God as being this merciful, beautiful, just God, the innocent son to die for us, and you have this picture of God and you think, over time, you're gonna start showing those attributes in your speech, in your thoughts how you process things, how you see the world. If you see God a different way, as more of a dictator, cosmic killjoy, um, that's just waiting to pounce on you on every sin, your your life's going to be a little bit different when you look at the Lord and you look at following Jesus and you look at Christianity. Our thoughts, our thoughts are very important when it comes to how we live. Those guys on social media know that. And I want to read a few scriptures. Um, in Second Corinthians ten three through five, it says this: For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have the divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Romans 12 says, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. If we continue on with verse 15, it says, instead, we will speak truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Again, follow the leader. Make it about following God through his word, following Jesus and how he lived on earth and following the Holy Spirit in his leading. That is one of our key takeaways today for 2022. Follow the leader. The next takeaway that I felt the Spirit was saying is, let the dead bury the dead in 2022. Let the dead bury the dead. Let's read a passage in Luke 9 together. Um, Luke 9, 57. This was Jesus who was doing his teaching. He was traveling all over the the place, and people were coming up saying that they were going to follow him. And in verse 57, it says, As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I'll follow you wherever you go. Jesus said, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. So Jesus was laying out, listen, there's a cost to following me. There's a cost. Um, He said to another man, follow me. But he replied, Lord, let me go and bury my father. Now, I want to stop there because sometimes we can get confused with how that's written. In Jewish times, it wasn't that the guy's father was dead and he needed to run and bury him. Because that's what we, we take that. But this phrase used with Jewish people back then meant, hey, I want to stay with my dad. He's getting old. And so let me stay with him until he dies. And once that's all taken care of and the estate's taken care of and all that, then I could go. That term was generally used in a legal sense when you're waiting for a person who owns an estate to do that. So he was telling Jesus, hey, listen, first, let me take care of that. Let me take care of this stuff. Um. Now, I don't know the man's heart. It could have been, hey, listen, I don't want to mess up my nest egg um, to go. But in any case, he gave Jesus the reason. And I mean, it's a legitimate reason um, that I want to go bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus, Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow, and looks back as fit for service in the kingdom of God. What is Jesus saying here? Jesus is saying that, listen, living on this earth, we have lots of entanglements. We have lots of different ways that things that we do that can get in the way of us fulfilling our call to be people of the spirit and people of the kingdom. Lots of things, and sometimes good things, can get in the way of that. Jesus is letting them know that once you put your hand to the plow, which is a farming tool, that we have to move forward and loosen up this ground to get ready for planting, and then get ready for the harvest. As we're doing that, no one should be looking back. Well, for one reason, you can't see where you're going. That's a logical reason, right? If we're constantly looking back, whether it's our past, whether it's a hurt, whether it's a wounding, whether uh, uh, it's some sort of offense, which we'll talk about later, that we're not taking care of the business that God has in front of us. Now, here's something interesting. A lot of times when we're hurt, some of us have been hurt by people, been hurt by the church, been hurt by all sorts of different circumstances, right? And we think that by sitting there and processing through it, which grief and hurt, that's a big part of it, that, that, that that's That's where we stay. We're stuck. Jesus wants to tell you in 2022, if you're dealing with that, I want you to move forward because the healing is in the forward. The restoration is in the forward. Jesus is with us. The Holy Spirit is with us in the processing. So just because we choose to follow the Lord does not mean we stop dealing with what we need to deal with. But now we have an advocate. It, we have the Holy Spirit with us to help us through that process rather than us just being stuck and sitting there. Does that make sense to everybody? God doesn't want you to ignore pain, ignore hurt. And especially 2019 and 2020, crazy years. There's a lot of it loss of jobs, loss of health, um, loss of relationships, especially in the middle of political seasons, right? It was horrible. God doesn't want you to just go ignore it, but He's like, I'm here with you. I'm here walking with you. So put your hand on the plow and let's go together because that's the abundant life that I have for you. I don't want you stuck here because you're missing all of this stuff. Let the dead bury the dead. I want to read a passage from Matthew 10, and it leads to the third thing Die to being offended in 2022. Die to being offended in 2022. In Matthew 10, it says this when Jesus had finished telling these stories and illustrations, he left that part of the country and he returned to Nazareth, his hometown. I mean his hometown of Jesus. He came back. I mean you would think normally think about it if you were successful in something and you came back and Nazareth was a really small town. You would probably be expecting, you know, a few parades, a few the Attaboy's, a few pats on the back. A uh, few came back. When he taught there in the synagogue, everyone was amazed and said, Where does he get this wisdom and the power to do miracles? Then they scoffed. He's just a carpenter's son, and we know Mary, his mother, and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. All his sisters live right here among us. Where did he learn all these things? And they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his hometown and among his own family. And so he, only, he did only a few miracles there because of their unbelief. Jesus had every reason to be offended. Every reason and every right to be offended. Here he is, this person has this amazing ministry, obviously not only being the son of God, but he has this ministry of reconciliation, this ministry of justice, this ministry of revealing who God is and saying, hey, no longer will sin separate you guys from the Father. I'm here to proclaim this kingdom of God that's around you. The kingdom of God is in your midst right now as I'm speaking. And he comes to his hometown where his own family his own family lives and people rejected him there. He had every right to be that way. They rejected him. But you know what he did? Jesus didn't sulk. You know what he did next? Anyone? He fed 5,000 people with some fish and a couple loaves of bread. Jesus continued to do what the Father called him to do. We have to learn to grow as people of mental strength in 2022. A lot of us, there are a lot of times where we fail to do that. There are a lot of times I failed to do that in in, uh, last year. We need to grow as people of strength. Don't let the world dictate how you should act or live. Don't be responders of what's happening in the world. Be initiators. God has called us to be spiritual catalysts this year in 2022. Let the culture in this year respond to us as followers of Jesus let them be offended by our love for one another and be offended by how we follow Jesus. Paul tells us in Ephesians who our real enemies are and how people of this world are not our enemies. I'm going to say that again. People in this world are not our enemies. Those politicians that get the bad rap on the internet, those are not our enemies. Whether they're selfish or whether they're godly people, whether they make mistakes or they intentionally try to hurt us, That is not our enemy. They are being influenced by deeper spiritual forces and their own thoughts without the light of God to guide them. Ephesians 6, take time this week to read it. We wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against these powerful forces of wickedness that happen in the world. And they've been in play for thousands and thousands of years. They know us so well. Probably a lot of times more than we know ourselves. Right. So we need to recognize that. And so not be easily offended if someone doesn't like us or someone doesn't care for the fact that you're a Christian or they may think, well, because you believe that Jesus is the way to God, that you're somehow uh, you're you're bigoted or um, you're 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 just very, very narrow minded. This is what we do when we come up against that. We love them. We pray for them. We understand that they're lost. And you might be the one that God sends to reap a harvest of their soul. Being offended is about us and not about God. It's about my ego of being right. It's about my standing and how I look in the eyes of society. Jesus tells us that as followers, we will face persecution. Church, we're going to. We're going to face that. We have to come to grips with that. And people sometimes won't like us. My grandmother used to say this. She said, people didn't like me before I followed Jesus. So I don't get upset when they don't like me now. Because I know in my heart that it's the Jesus in me that they struggle with. Wisdom from grandma. That's the key. We aren't to be antagonistic. We aren't to be jerks to the world. That is not Jesus. That is not Jesus. I'm going to say that again. Our calling is not to be antagonistic and to be jerks and rude to the world. That does not represent Jesus at all. Scripture tells us that we are to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. I want to read this from uh, Mother Teresa, and I was like, wow, this is a really cool quote from her. It says, people are often unreasonable, illogical, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you're kind, people may accuse you of selfish motives. Be kind anyway. If you're successful and you will win some false friends and some true enemies, succeed anyway. If you're honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. Build anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, they may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today, people will often forget tomorrow. Do good anyway. Give the world the best you have, and it may never be enough. Give them your best anyway. In the final analysis, it's between you and God. It was never between you and the world anyway. Powerful, powerful, powerful. The last takeaway today is to grow and know. In 2022, to grow and know. John 17, 1, 2, 3 says this. After saying these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so that he can give glory back to you. For you have given him authority over everyone. He gives every, eternal life to each one of you, each one you have given him. And this is the way to have eternal life. Okay, ready? This is the happiness that the world is seeking. This is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. I was having a conversation with some friends at my work, and uh, we were, they're believers, and uh, we were talking during lunch. And uh, the thought crossed my mind, and I said, do you believe you got closer to the Lord? Do you learn more about the Lord in 2020? than you were in 2019. And we just kind of sat and talked about that for a, a while because God is so infinitely infinite that we can never just know everything about him and we should be growing in knowledge of him and our faith should be growing all the time. But sometimes we get caught up in a lot of things and we forget that, no, it's more than just reading some pages in a book. But the Holy Spirit, rhema, that spoken word that, that brings those things to life. Um, in our in our minds and our hearts, that that's the Father's voice, and sometimes we forget that God is something is someone to be pursued. This deep, intimate relationship, more than just the worship that we have on Sundays and and praying for time to time and asking Him for things, but He's a real loving Father that cares about the details. He cares about the details in your life. He loves hearing his children speak, and we are—we need to have a purpose that we want to know that we want to know him better and grow deeper in twenty twenty-two. There's a beautiful tree outside the theater. Uh, when you first walk out the door to the right, every single time I drive up, I look at that tree and I say something to it. A lot of times, I'll come in with Evan or or, or Dory here, and I'll just look at that tree and just talk about it. It's just a beautiful tree. I don't know, I never thought of myself as a tree guy. Uh, but I really like the tree, and this is something that that God shared with me, actually, as I was walking in this morning. Don't settle this year for enjoying the shade. This is the Lord speaking. Be engrafted in the tree. God doesn't want you to simply enjoy the fruit. He's calling you to produce it and feed others with your love, your peace, and your joy. I'll say that again. Don't settle this year in 2022 for enjoying the shade, being grafted in the tree. God doesn't want you to simply enjoy the fruit. He's calling you to produce it and feed others with your love, peace, and joy. Those things make up the kingdom of God, and they're all accessible to every single one of us. Think about this for a second. You're looking on Facebook or or Instagram and you're seeing this this uh, arguing back and forth about something. You can name it. Uh, COVID, uh, mass mandates, who to vote for, for governor whatever. And you're seeing this. Can you imagine if you entered into that conversation and you started out with how much Jesus loves the world? And how much he cares and that you offer to pray for people? What a conversation stopper, first of all. That would stop it when people would would, would sit there and go, okay, who's this person? But the reason that I said that is it's remarkable how when you say the name of Jesus, the effect that it has on people around you. Some people feel awkward. Some people feel uneasy. Some people who are in the family are like, amen. But Jesus' name, there is power in that name the name above all other names. And sometimes the world doesn't know how to handle it. So you can be that reflection to the world of what that name means. Don't let them try to guess what it means, but be a person that's ready. Doesn't mean you have to do that all the time, but be ready, the scriptures, scriptures tell us, to have an answer for anyone that wonders, what's up with all the hope you got? Why are you so happy in the midst of a global pandemic? Hey, man, did you hear what happened over here in in this place with this civil unrest and stuff that's been going on? How can you come to work and and you trust that everything is going to be okay? Why are you not freaking out by that? We should be ready in 2022 because we have the answer. And the answer isn't to be kept to ourselves, but it's to be revealed and reflected through us from the Lord to them. Everywhere you walk, and I meant that with Christopher. I pray that God's presence is with him so strongly that people know. Man, I don't know. Man, Christopher's kind of a a a strange kid. He just seems to have this weird happiness, even when things go on. But you know what? I want to hang out with him. I want to sit with him. That's the beautiful fragrance and presence of the Lord that we all have if we take a moment to be aware and we take a moment to focus and embrace it, to not run from it, but embrace it. That We are people of the kingdom, 2022. As we grow and know the Lord, we are going to be molded more like him, and people are going to see that, and they're going to want it. They're going to want it. Uh, Melody is going to come up. Um, that We're going to have our uh, prayer team, if you could uh, stand here in this middle section. And what I'm going to do is there are some things that I'm going to call out And listen, if you don't want to share with the people here that are going to be praying for you specifically what it is, it's okay. The Holy Spirit knows what's going on in your life. So that's totally cool. But I don't want you to start out the year, especially if you know you have a spiritual need, that you leave out here without having the community of faith pray for you. That would be terrible. God has brought us together to support one another, to pray for one another, to lift each other up love you guys. We love everyone here as well as the people that are online. And more importantly, God loves us all. That's why He sent Jesus. So we're going to take a moment to pray. I thought it was important that we do that and we start that you're right. So these are some things that came up today. Um, if uh, you don't know Jesus at all, Um, let us know online. If you're online, if you're here, we'd love for you to come in and just share that information with uh, someone on our prayer team. And we'd love to pray for you and tell you a little bit more about it. If you'd like to rededicate your life, maybe you're in a weird place right now where you're kind of stuck and you're just like, yeah, I believe, but man, I I just feel like I haven't been engrafted into that tree, that I've I've been enjoying the shade of that tree and leaning against it. And I've been enjoying that fruit but I really haven't been engrafted into it, part of one of those branches. Um, This would be a perfect day to do that, to start that. Um, Maybe your past is tripping you up. We talked about that. Jesus said to put your hand to the plow and don't look back. Maybe it's something you've been struggling with, right, that's been getting in the way, and every time you try to move forward in your spiritual walk, that thing comes up and you trip. Maybe it's that sin area in your life and you feel like a failure. Maybe it's a point of concern that you have or worry, maybe a a lack of faith, or when things are going great, you're awesome. The second that there's something that's going wrong, that there's tribulation, suddenly we revert back. Maybe it's an issue with anger, Um, as Dory uh, mentioned earlier. Whatever that is about your past, let's nip that in the bud and let's let the dead bury the dead. Let's deal with that today. Um, So go ahead for prayer. Uh, Maybe it's being offended. Maybe, boy, when people talk about the church or talk about uh, your leaders or talk about a political party or talk about um, you ethnically, whatever it is, that you're so offended that you can't see Jesus. And that's one of the the subtle dangers of being offended is that so much we're so wrapped up into the offense that we don't see God and we don't see Jesus and how God can work through that. So if that's the case, I want you to come up for prayer as well. And then finally, if you don't have the desire that you used to have with getting into the word and prayer, those are essential for us as believers. God has given us these amazing tools to be able to learn about him, to learn directly from him, to receive this this truth. All right. Maybe so many times we're constantly asking people for their opinions and, and what do you think and what do you think because we don't have those basic disciplines of simply resting in God's presence. And being able to simply read the scriptures and say, Holy Spirit, can you please reveal to me what this means? How does this speak to my life? Or help me pray. Help me be disciplined enough this year to just take time to pray. I know life is busy. I get there. I'm a a teacher. Um, So I'm with you. I I get working the job and trying to to, to, to do do the family thing and doing that. I I get all that. Um, And that's important. But we have to prioritize what's important in 2022. And God has to be our first priority. That's the only way that we're going to get to that abundant life that Jesus was talking about to bring us is to make sure that we prioritize um, the Lord. So um, we're going to go and we're going to Melody is actually going to lead us uh, in a song. Uh, But as we're doing that, if you feel so led, we'd love to take time to pray for you uh, before you go. And then I'll dismiss everybody. Okay, so if we could, if you're able to feel comfortable, please stand. If you want to pray in your seat, you certainly can do that as well. Just lift up a hand and someone can come pray for you.